Yes, okay, so we are live. We're live here on YouTube as well as in Instagram. Welcome everyone. Um, today we are doing the 2024 energetic forecast for healers. This one is specifically for healers, but for those who are not healers yet, there will also be a lot to yeah to take some notes to take some um wisdom drops right so as usual we are not usual this is a little bit more late than usual we're more late than usual because we're trying to set up where we can do both we are still struggling to find the right space where we can do both recording for youtube as well as for instagram but we are here. Thank you all for joining. Thank you for your patience, for your understanding as we uh, we bring this transmission. Right. Uh, we are particularly bringing this transmission as what a mystery school. And as what a mystery school, our work is uh, the Rikida Arts. We're bringing the healing arts, the Rikida Arts specifically to Imaging Oracles. And we're also bringing our noses in lineage liberation, as well as divine union, right? So this is the synthesis of that work. This is our own individual work that we've been doing and the work that we've been also doing together in what I missed this for. Right? So today's forecast is to support us with the energetic cosmic uh, forecast updates that we can expect with the new year that is happening within a month, right? Yeah, so please say hello when you join. Uh, we would love to commune with you as we are doing this today. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna start. You wanna say hello now? Hello everyone, happy to be here. Happy to share this information and this forecast for uh, 2024 and excited to share what I have to offer and also just happy to see everyone's faces that's showing up in the live stream. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hope that the codes will be helpful to all the healers out there, the emerging healers, inspire you to step up, inspire you to know that your gifts, your impulse of wanting to be of service, wanting to help people is a true organic impulse and to embrace that and encourage you to fully um, explore that. Yes. Hello, hello, everyone. I love that. Peace to the gods and the earth. But, uh -huh. <laughs> and this work is for the gods and the earth, right? The living gods and the Asian gods. Okay, so let's jump into the forecast. We have a couple of things that we want to share with you all about the energies for 2024. So I want to begin first with just talking planetary-wise, universally-wise, the energies that we can expect. And I'm going to use, I am not a, an astrologer or a numerologist, but I am definitely interested in these um, ancient tools that have been used across time as maps, right, for us to measure the impact of the planets, Right, and the impact of or the events that are happening within the simulacrum that we call Earth, the simulation, the game of life, the matrix that we call Earth, right? It does, even though it may be artificial, it does follow cosmic laws, laws of the land, laws of um, 
the planetary bodies, right? So I'm going to be touching here and there because I see wisdom in that. And as someone who's been tracking numerology um, and astrological impact on us um, and cosmic impact on us, I see a value in just looking into this, right, with no attachments to this, but as a way to understand how the planetary energies influence us. Okay, so 2024, if we look at that in terms of the, the number, the cosmic number with that, it gives us the number eight, and that is the infinity symbol, which I mean, we can go deeper into the mechanics behind that, but ultimately that energy is the energy of abundance, the energy of power, of authority, of control of money. Right? And so we, we take that as um, a guide, a map to what this means for us in terms of globally, it means that we are going to be interacting and working a lot with money. And so we may be expecting a global financial crisis in 2024. Um, I mean, we, we are already in one because of 2020. And now it's going to get even more visible if we've not been experiencing that, that there is a financial crisis. And so because of that, for us, the healers, we are being called to look into our money, our relationship with our finances, to step more deeply into really be more responsible and responsibility, not in like, oh, I have to use my money responsibility, but to step more responsibly as creators of money, as creators of resources, as creators that are engaging with commerce, as commerce is part of uh, the laws of our universe, right? And so how do we step into that? And I'm bringing this forward because so many of us are detached from money because we think it's not related to spirituality or the holy work that we're doing or the Christ work that we're doing. When, if you are a creator being and you are here in the image of the creator source board, right, you are here to also bring the same characteristics, the multidimensional characteristics of source, which is creation and perpetuation and expansion, right? So we are being called in the, in the 2024 cycle to learn and step into the creator, the visionary, who is able to use that spiritual gift. This is the call, our spiritual gift, our spiritual wealth, our spiritual birthright, right? To bring the resources we need to create the new earth, the ancient earth, whatever you want to call it, right? And so because of that, each one of us were being called forward to deal with this very painful, painful part of the... Um, the experience of healers in our planet where a lot of healers are struggling with this part of our reality, which is commerce, where we're struggling with the mastering commerce. And uh, because of that, we are struggling to step more in our mission, in our calling. We're struggling to step more to what we are here for, which is service to, to God, service to humanity, service to um, the collective impulse of the freedom of the soul, the freedom of the spirit from all phantom realms, phantom experiences, phantom everything, right? Yeah, so um, this is the invitation. Yesterday we were talking about why is it that healers are struggling to step into 
into the calling and you had some thoughts around that. Do you remember about the temples? Why in ancient times it was this way and now we have a different situation, right? Yes. Um, so as Joy was saying, having to learn commerce, entrepreneurship, um, that doesn't become a big urgent thing until you fully accept that your life is going to be healing people, creating some type of spiritual modality, and that's going to be your main source of income. So when someone decides to be that committed and that invested, the mindset, the energy you have behind spirituality and the importance of you doing a sufficient job to bring clients back for people to see your, your healing power shifts. And when it shifts, <clears throat> So does everything in your life. And now there's just like, okay, now clearly I need to learn about entrepreneurship. Clearly I need to understand my, what I'm having to do with my money is not working anymore because you were under this veil of a nine to five job that may not have been aligned with your spiritual gifts, but it's something you've been doing. You've got comfortable with it. And all the while it's been to a degree of band-aid for you to actually step into the work you're supposed to be doing. So in ancient times, there were many temples, there were pharaohs, there were priests, priestess, um, kings and queens that had ancient temples that were devoted to calling in and hiring healers, prophets, um, shamans, and they were part of the payroll. So this code in many healers, that, uh, why they're struggling with money is actually an organic code based on the collective impulse that in the sacred temples, in the sacred hierarchies, you were just expected to master your particular healing skill, whether it be prophecy, whether it be healing with herbal medicine or um, whatever it was, you were just expected to master that skill and you knew that you had a place that you would automatically have clients, people coming into the sacred temple for healing, for deliverance. <clears throat> And this still carries out to a degree today in what they call monasteries, Shaolin temples. But in terms of the larger scale, we know all the ancient beings that were healers did not reincarnate to be a monk in the monastery or in the Shaolin temple. So because of that, now that we're working in this current reality as 3D humans, it's difficult because we have an ancient impulse that says we didn't, we weren't supposed to learn how to market to people because the ancient temples, the ancient kings and queens, they naturally did that. There was a certain level of respect and reverence. You may have even had housing there, like you were living in the temple, living in these ancient palaces, and your responsibility was to heal the sick, help people, maybe do a couple chores, and you would get a certain amount of food. So this particular timeline is challenging, number one, for those that are called to learn the codes of entrepreneurship, of marketing, and bringing it to these healers of the old age who never really learned these skills. And there's also a calling to create temples and spaces where there is a, a collective group of healers that are working together, all having different skills and creating a safe temple or monastery <clears throat> or church. But when I say church, it's not the stereotypical church, but just the space to where there is a collective organization and association with each other where we understand and respect each other's gifts and there's a greater purpose happening. Yes. So the energy of 2028, this is where we've been for a couple of years where the ancient as well as the new, the future, 
are really interacting with each other. And it's a bit of a struggle for Asian beings, but we are also future beings at the same time. But to ground all that, to anchor all that into this world has been difficult. But now we are being asked to step more responsibly, more consciously and intentionally and to step into our authority and our power from all those Asian times that we've been doing this, right? That we've been doing the healing and uh, the leadership that we have taken in many iterations of our experiences here on earth, right? So, so, so many of the healers who may not even call themselves healers yet, have been in the leadership position, have been the ones who are creating the temples, the ones who are um, leading, managing the temples. But at this point, we don't know how to integrate any of what we're talking about in our modern society. So as 2024 is coming in, there is that invitation to step into your power, into your authority, into your unique design, right? And with that unique design, this is where natural abundance will come through. It is sacred law that through your spiritual gift, you are meant to be taken care of, right? And in ancient times, it was easy where everyone knew you were the oracle or the shaman and they came and they gave you the money. But that's not what's happening. And what's happening now is actually a choice we've made as the ancient healers. We made because we wanted to expand our ability to interact with uh, the arts, the healing arts, right? And so we wanted to see how can we do that here in the modern times? So we are being invited to do that. Um, 2024, in terms of astrologically, it's bringing the energy of Saturn, the planet Saturn, which is the planet of karma. So karmic energy is coming up once again. I know we've been in a long karmic energy for a really long time, but we are actually coming closer towards the end. The cycle we've been in, in terms of like the last nine years, it's ending in 2025. So the closer we are coming to that, the more there's this acceleration of our karmic energy where we have to clear. And what are we clearing? We are clearing all of the hurt, the pain, the suffering that has been taking place in the healing community, the spiritual community. The hurt that has been happening, the power dynamics between healer and mentor, between healer and clients, healer and students, that power dynamic is being asked to be recalibrated, being healed. The Saturn is asking us to do that because 2024 also in terms of the energy, it has that energy of six, two plus four, it gives us six, and that six is connected to Venus, which is the planet of relationships. So we're going to be seeing our relationships, specifically for us healers, the relationship you have with your healer, if you are a healer, if you are like someone who's still working with a healer, which is pretty much most people, um, relationship with your clients, relationship with your mentor, there is an invitation to heal this dynamic, to release the old guru energy that we've been operating on for during the age of Pisces as we are entering, and we've been anchoring the age of Aquarius. Right? So we are releasing that guru energy and we are entering a new form of initiation. It is still spirit initiation. That's never gonna really change in the last thousand coming years but we are now being called to step more responsibly and to trust in our own unique sovereignty and our own unique knowing 
and trusting our our own specific design and how we are designed to do what we're here to do, which is tricky to do because at the same time, the ancient culture of, of gratitude and honor is coming back. And this is a calling for the healer that it is now your responsibility to request to be properly compensated for the work that you are doing, right? And that is requiring you to step into that authority to say, this is how much my work is worth. And then we are also being called as people who are participating with healing, that we understand that healers are putting a lot of energy into the, the art, into the work that they're here to do, and they need that support. And if you are no longer participating in honor and honoring your teachers, your mentors, your healers, that is creating a karmic debt for you. In case you didn't know, every time you are not paying for a, a resource that is being provided to you, in terms of the, the sacred laws of commerce, that's a debt, chemically, and you're going to have to pay it another way. If you're not paying your healer with money, you're going to have to pay it another way to that same healer in the in the spirit realm, however way that looks like. And I'm sure you don't really want to create that kind of chemical debt. So there is that invitation of, although we are standing in our sovereignty, we're also asked, being asked to be honest and truthful and honorable and in integrity in all the ways in which we are working with each other. We are healing the world, we're healing our lineages, right? Yeah. Yes, to add to what she's saying, if you really notice, um, just even in social media, um, in news, there's a shift energetically, collectively, where the energy is moving to be more aligned with those based on integrity and reverence and honor. Uh, this is like the wave of the what they call the golden era anchoring in. And in order for that to fully anchor in, there's a shift of energy. Many spiritual people that were online doing podcasts having spiritual debates about topics just to pull people in, just to get views, you notice a lot of that has kind of dissolved and if not completely stopped. Certain people five years ago that were active in spiritual communities and you could see it was more of a gimmick thing, somehow they're just kind of absent because it's a collective energy that's calling for, as Joyce says, to have reverence, to have integrity, to move in that way to where you have respect for your healers, you have respect for your mentors, and you also still see yourself as a master healer in your own right. So this level of honor, integrity, reverence is shifting and it's definitely gonna get stronger in 2024. So making sure that you pay your karmic debts, making sure that you move in a way that you wouldn't feel guilty about if you look back and say, I owe someone that debt. I didn't give them credit when they should have received credit for this. So it becomes more and more important. And the more you respect that energy, the more you're going to step up as Joy says, saying I deserve to be well paid is not coming from an egotistical self-centered way. It's coming from a space of if you know you've done the work, you have devoted time and invested in your healing modality, your healing skills, then the law of exchange and equality will say at some point, yes, I need to be paid because I'm putting in the effort, I'm investing the time. And that also requires us as healers to say, where am I investing time too much and where am I investing time not enough? So there's, it's still within that meter to where you have to be able to gauge yourself and see 
certain things that you're hesitating to study, to hesitating to master, you're going to have to learn how to be responsible and still be of integrity. Say, you know what? I'm really not that good at marketing. I'm really not that good at showing up consistently. This is something I need to work on or I need to ask for help for or, or just get some type of input so where I can get a better understanding and really feel like I'm giving my best foot forward. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. So as we are talking about like this energy of integrity, of honor, and the shift where certain things that, you know, back in 2020, everyone was just like in a bit of a daze because of COVID and we were all locked up and different people were popping up and bringing all these cosmic information. And it was both exciting and overwhelming and exhilarating and quite confusing. There was this just too much happening. And so because of that, there were certain people popping up that were bringing in things that we may call, of course, light teachings and um, just creating an energetic around what healing is and the healing arts And we've seen this where even now people think that reading a post about inner child work is healing, right? So as we are coming closer to the cycle, that energy is has been getting refined. And as it's getting refined, we are returning to um what I like to call incension, where we are, although we're doing this work of ascension, that work of ascension is becoming more embodied in the self. Like you can no longer just read the books and listen to the podcast and think that's you healing. But it's no longer you can't like lie to yourself anymore. It's becoming very visible that there's work to be done, right? And the incension I speak of is us reclaiming our sovereignty where we're going within. We have to learn to go within and to cultivate true relationship with source God and true relationship with the Christ, true relationship with our monadic families, right? And that can only happen through your own practice, like such that listening to other people is no longer going to cut it. And so because of that, even for us as the healers, there is a dynamic, a shift, a change happening with what we call our guides or our ancestors or the angels, right? That shift is changing because we're being called to recognize that we also sit in the throne with source God. And that even though there has been throughout history all the intercession that we've needed, we are being asked to become a little bit like we are, we are graduating a bit from being like um, kin in kindergarten, the toddlers, I'm so confused, I need to be helped to go to the bathroom. But now it's like, no, you can go by yourself. You have to learn to go by yourself. And so there is this decrease in dependency on external forces, even if those external forces are our spiritual family. And to learn to to work with your essence, your spiritual essence, right? There's been a lot that happened in 2023. And a lot of this was like us being trained to trust ourselves even more, to trust our intuition, intuition even more, right? Because we're being prepared to become leaders, right? Who can, uh, who can guide the new wave of awakening that is going to happen after 2025, that will continue to happen as we are in this dark, fire cycle that we're in all the way to 2047, right? So we are on that timeline. And so because of that, there's just that need to return back to the institution. Right? Do you want to talk about the organic imprint of nature that is also returning? 
Yes, <clears throat> I'll segue into it though. Picking up where she left off um, with us tuning in to incension, what that means, what that looks like. <clears throat> in the previous era of where we were, there was a lot of this mentor said, use this modality, this meditation, this activation, and you follow it exactly. The book said to do it like this. I have to make sure I activate this. I make sure I open up my chakra. And it has created this wave to where you're so focused on what your mentor, your, your, your um, coach, or whatever person you're listening to, whatever you're following, you're so focused on their work that you're not actually cultivating your own divine impulse as a group, your own modality, your own gifts, your own way of doing things. And I see this a lot in healers to where they're stuck. They almost sound like a, a record repeating what their mentor says exactly to a T, but you can see that their energy, their spirit is not in resonance with it. It's because the incension hasn't happened to where you synthesize the information that you've learned, not to say that it's not useful, but you synthesize it with your organic template as a healer with your own gifts and you're able to come out uh, to a degree like a phoenix you take the information you absorb it and you come out with this bright flame of newness because now you understand and ingested the information and now you make it your own and sometimes well all the times that requires isolation from being away from what you've learned and being able to process it and synthesize it to your own modality of healing and if you're not doing that, you can't step up to be a practitioner healer that is known for a particular thing or known for a particular service because you haven't synthesized the information enough to make it your own. Why would someone need another version of your mentor if you're offering the exact same service? You have to make it unique enough and it has to be authentic enough to you for people to resonate. <clears throat> and what will help with this is tuning into nature. We get so stuck in meditations and activations and protocols as healers that we forget to actually be conscious in our work, to tune into spirit, to listen, to hear the, the voices of the ancestors, to hear the voices of God, the different spirit guides that we have, and really listen and treat it the same way we treat the podcast, treat it the same way we treat the books that we're writing and listening to and reading. <clears throat> However, we're absorbing this information we write it down as it's life or death, the same way should be true in your own spiritual space, in your own inner sanctum. Whatever messages are coming through, we typically doubt ourselves. We're like, I don't know, did I hear this? Did I see this? I'm not sure. Versus trusting ourselves and allowing that space to be cultivated and expanded. And with that, in 2024, all of the spirits of the earth are speaking louder, and are more interactive with us now because they know that the time is coming to truly awaken and expand the gifts, the ancient codes that are waiting to be uncovered in the lands that we're in. All the books that we've read, all the information that's out there still is a fraction of the whole piece of what we were in ancient times as healers, what we were able to do. And how are those records retrieved? By us being healers in this time which means going to the lands, going to the mountains, going to the rivers, and tuning into your spiritual senses. What do you feel? What do you hear? What is the earth telling you? What is the land you're on telling you, speaking to you? What is? How do you heal cancer? How do you heal these diseases? It sounds impossible to some of us, but we know it's possible based on healers that we've seen. So the question is, what's the difference between you and a healer that has figured out how to heal cancer or figured out how to heal uh, 
a woman's wounded womb. It's the practice and the integration each day on how dedicated you are to your own practice, synthesizing the information and the resources around you. The spirits are speaking loud. The, the water, the rivers, the mountains, they're louder and abundant. It's like they're waiting for someone to, to commune and talk to. And if we're so stuck in podcasts, we're so stuck in live streams, we're so stuck in books that we don't have the time to actually listen to what the earth is saying, listen to what the spirits are saying, listen to what the plants that have not been uncovered, that have the cure for cancer, that have the cure for insomnia and mental disturbances, that's your healing modality. That's your livelihood of why people will pay you because that very thing that you're trying to figure out why your business isn't growing is because you haven't truly accepted yourself as a healer and adopted that lifestyle of what it really means versus what our human mind wants to think it means. I'm on live streams talking about inner child and talking about the morphogenetic fields versus I'm actually in the grids of where I'm living and I'm seeing the energies, I'm talking with the spirits, I'm seeing how the, the ancient ancestors of this land are in disturbance and they have a lot to say, right? So to me, anybody who's in tune with <clears throat> elements, you wanna boost your, your modality for 2024, whether it be fire, water, mountains, rock, soil, plants. Spirit animals is another big one. For me, towards the end of this past three months, spirit animals have a lot of information to give you with healing, with totem, with activations for ancient um, healing practices that are being opened up coming into 2023. Hmm. So in the last three years, we there's been different levels of awakening that has been taking place. Uh, and the last three years in particular, I feel like it was the Christ rising, the awakening and re Climation and understanding of the Christ impacts. But in a lot of the time when we interact with the Christ impulse, we see it from a cosmic perspective. Right? But the Christ impulse is also here in the earth. It has always been here in the earth. Right? And so what Wef is talking about with the elements, the elements of nature, the organic elements of nature, the spirits of nature that are here, they are also Christed beings. They are also Christed um guardians that are here to give us a lot and lot and lot of transmissions not everything in the earth is completely fallen right because if that was the thing then we will also be completely fallen and irredeemable right everything still has access to the codes of god and christ then ascension and liberation right and so because of that when we were at the mountain Whenever we go there and we're like, oh, we should shield before we go. We must activate our shield. We go into the mountain and the mountain says, you don't need your shield here. Uh, we are the shield. We are the force of Christ that is here that can recalibrate your DNA templates, right? And we can say that, but we can also say we felt that this is way more powerful than any activation that I've been doing on YouTube. But the more I learned to to be in nature, truly in nature and connect through this knowing that God also is here, right? God is also moving here, right? And so because of that, the return to the body is deepening. We're going deeper and deeper and deeper because karmic clearing has to happen at the cellular level 
and it cannot happen without us being present. And far too many of us healers, we have been traumatized by awakening. We've been traumatized by the last three years where we have been consolidating too much data. And we've been traumatized also by experiences where maybe we were not ready and we made choices that led us to particular pathways that were not necessarily our highest pathways or they were not aligned with our design, our blueprints. And so because of that trauma, there is also a, a bit of exhaustion and overwhelm and burnout that is happening. But be because of that, a lot of us have left our bodies. We are kind of floating somewhere in the astral, in the, in the cosmos, in the, in the realms, in the other realms. And we need to do that retrieval work. And 2024, it, it's getting very physical now. Like you, you can't avoid anymore the discomfort of your life, whatever these are. You can't just be reading the cosmos and the all of the great, amazing spiritual information. Now you have to address like, oh my God, what's happening with my money? What's happening with my purpose? What's happening with this? And where am I chemically? Have I been actually been clearing my karmic energies or I've just been just contemplating about them for this whole time, right? So that's where we're going to be invited to. Um, we are being asked to be authors, creators of our realities, co-creators of our reality with God, co-creators with the Christ and us. And the reason why that is the thing is because many of us are here to be visionaries of the way the unique work that we're here to bring, what we were called to bring as the genetic path cutters, the lineage liberators, right? The star seeds, the ground crew, the um, grow keepers, the different names that we have for what we are here for, the wanderers, the indigos, the different families that we belong to as healers, as leaders. But we are visionaries, and in that visionary, there is a unique work you're here to do. And what I also really want to say is that too many of us don't even recognize our uniqueness today, not next year, today, as you are, as the work you are doing. Too many of us, because we have being immersed in our spiritual work and spiritual community, we haven't yet realized the people we are called to heal, they are the masses still taking what we call sleeping, still yet to awaken. Those are the people we're in service to. And because of that, it's important to know moving forward, we are not in competition with each other as healers. We are not. There are too few of us, in fact, compared to the 8 billion souls that are here, so that we came here to retrieve, we came here to support, we came here to heal. But, but we keep forgetting that because we get lost into like the healing community, we become part of this vortex, and we're not going out there doing the work that we actually came here to do. But So our visionary work is not for each other. It's not for the other healers. Our visionary, unless, of course, you're called to work with healers, then that's your work. But that's not everyone. But everyone wasn't the temple creator, the temple uh, mother, the temple father. But we were here to go do that work to in our community, in our lineages, right? And so because of that, there's need for the ego to be 
healed, to be integrated, to be released, so that we can step into service. Like the most devastating thing that has been coming through with all the ancient guardians that have been communing with us is y'all are not in service. We don't know what you're doing in there, but you're not in service. You're just in loops going round and round and round. And this is all of us, the healers. We are in, in loops where we are like just obsessed with the, oh, I gotta learn this. I gotta learn how to patla. I gotta learn how to do this. Oh, I hear this healer has this. I gotta be part of that. All of this as a way to avoid your own power, your own uniqueness, your own mastery that you already have today as it stands, right? So we are being asked to like stop with the, oh, I, I still need more, I still need more, I still need more and begin. Begin, you will learn in the job, you will get better, but it's not even learning in the job, it's actually you will remember in the work because you are already an Asian Tina, you have always been, right? So, yeah. <laughs> Wonderfully said, Joy. Um, <clears throat> remembering, I had a channeling for, I think, an ancient grandfather that came through. And the most important message was similar to what Joy said is what we call or what we perceive as work or getting things done, that is not necessarily equivalent in the spirit. So when you're a healer and you're focusing on how to get better at your marketing, you're focusing on how to increase to 5K months, all of that is necessary. But in terms of the spirit realm, what matters is if you're actually doing the work of integrating and being of service to people that are, you're, as Joy said, you're destined to wake up and help them remind, remember who they are, what their codes are, what their gifts are. So we can easily get distracted with obsessing about how many people are in the live stream, how many likes we get on Instagram, but none of that is necessarily being of service. Being of service is coming before the way join are right now, just because we have information that we want to give to people that we know it can inspire someone. And being of service is being diligent with your healing practice, wanting to get better at your healing modality, surrendering to I don't know everything, but what I do know, let me master it and let me allow myself to expand. You get better by practicing and doing it daily. If you look at any other modality of career fields, you get better over time. The more you do it, the more you are comfortable in that space, the more you expand, the more you learn. So there's this energy in the healing community to where it's just as Joyce says, I'm not ready yet, I can't do it now. I haven't learned this. I don't feel qualified or skilled enough. And it's a loop that we get stuck in. And then the other loop is we wonder, we want to compare ourselves to someone else's business, some other's way of healing when that's not our own divine blueprint. So we're, as the grandfathers say, we're not actually in service and we're not on mission because we're too focused on what everyone else is doing to actually step into our own space and realize this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what my service is to the collective. Mm. Yes, definitely. So there is a need for us to get obsessed with your own gift. Like, what is it? I really want to learn more about that instead of like obsessing about other people, right? Retrieving your own codes and synthesizing. Uh, like for us, we've been put on like, you are not to look at any other person's thing and focus on you. You want to do bioregenesis, do it. You'll sit here, you will learn how to do bioregenesis without other people's 
modalities and ideologies and so forth. And we are here because that's the level of initiation we're in. So this is not to say stop reading books and stop listening to other people. There is a season for learning and then there is a season for integration and then there is a, a season for visionary work where you are now visioning a new way, right? So you have to locate yourself where, who you are, where you are, what is the season you are in, right? But whatever that season is, um, there is an invitation next year to step more consciously and more intentionally about your future, right? So uh, Muntik is saying that a lot of healers, oracles, are afraid of offending um offending the masses, they don't want to make mistakes. And so they're trying to be plain safe, peacemaking, right? Also, this year, we may have, <laughs> we may have seen how there's been a lot of conversation in, in, the, in society about religion versus spirituality, how certain practices are in spirituality are, demonic are this and that and there is aspects of this conversation that had to take place because this was the year of seven and we were addressing the spiritual cognitive dissonance that has been happening in the last three years and just the way in which we have been getting plugged in into forced light mechanics and forced light um, cultures and, and so forth right and so there is aspects where the conversation that has been happening with our relatives, some of them say, what are you doing? This is not of God and, and, and. There is, it's important to listen and hear what they've got to say, but they, there is only so much a person can say. And it's, there's only so much where you can agree with that if you are not living your truth, if you're not practicing. It's easy to be pursued by someone because Maybe because you what you believe in is someone else's belief system that you adapted, right? Instead of actually practicing. For me right now, like anyone can say anything to me, but I know nature is alive. I know God also speaks through nature, right? And so it's we cannot move forward into our mission if we listen too much to what other people are saying. But there is also wisdom to be taken when certain practices have been perpetuated in the spiritual community that are actually harmful to the soul, to the spirit, to, to other people, to our lineages. For that, we have to take stock where we went wrong and cost correct and align ourselves. Right? But at the same time, we must also know a lot of the time people who are also saying no to this are speaking outside experience they haven't experienced it they're just judging because they read a book and it has not been embodied right so um for some of us we are here to bring records and maps and quotes that are not in any book yet right? but they are alive in our blood they are alive in our souls in our spirits we feed it we know that we are here for something different and that what we're here for, it is of God, it is of the Christ, it is of expansion, it is of evolution, it is of ascension, right, and ascension. So um, when I speak of reclaiming your power, if it is still difficult to do what we speak of reclaiming your power, part of that typically is because we are still in bondage 
We are still in bondage to our wounds of childhood of wanting to belong, wanting to be accepted, wanting to be understood. And I say these are bondages because the truth is to be a healer, to be an oracle and a shaman, you will be misunderstood, period. Your whole, you can just accept that. You will be misunderstood because you live in two realms and other people don't live in the realm you live in. So why would you expect them to understand that? It is unfair on them and it's unfair on you to move in life with that expectation, right? So you will be misunderstood. You will be judged because others are not walking your path. You will be crucified. You will be sacrificed. But many of us chose this path. We already knew this and we came with that. And so you can trust your spirit for the path it has taken. It has chosen for you, for your life. Right? And to move knowing what matters is to know, is this of God? Is this of God? Am I in service to humanity? Even if they look down on me, it has been, it's the oldest wisdom that a prophet is never loved in his own country. And another way to think of it is a prophet is never loved in his own time. We will die and they will only remember you after you die. Right? They will only recognize your work after you die, but you must move forward because that's that's the path of Christ, right? Yeah, that's the path of Christ. Even Christ that we know famously had to walk that path of being judged, of being critiqued, and only being celebrated 2,000 years later, right? I won't say you will only be recognized when you're dead, but it may happen. in terms of getting the credit <laughs> you're due, the people that you work with, the people that you are in service to, they will see your life. They will see your contribution, right? So I want to encourage that you don't have to wait till death to feel like you've gotten your, your reward. But the whole point is to be of service without expecting a reward, not expecting, expecting anything back. It's because there's an impulse in you that just is like this anxious little kid that just, I got to get this out. I got to do this thing. So the more we accept that energy and we embrace it versus trying to suppress it as Joyce is pretending to walk in this world um, like we're regular 3D humans. When you accept that you are a healer and you are destined to help people, you're a supernatural being. And how would a supernatural being walk on this earth? From all the sci-fi movies that we watch, from all the magician movies that we watch, you see how magicians oracles move in the world. They don't move and operate the same way a regular person would. This is why the superhero has a different life. They have an alter ego, but when you really study their life, it's very different from what most people would expect or think you do on a day-to-day -day basis. So the more you accept that, the more you begin to manifest that magical life, that abundant life where things move in a way that most people cannot understand or comprehend. To me, I've tracked the biggest issue with fillers in terms of manifesting that magical life is there's an aspect of you that doesn't want to believe that you're this supernatural, that doesn't want to believe that all of a sudden a house, a place to stay well can manifest within two, three months. We have to release these vows that we created in our childhood, in our life, that things have to be difficult, things have to be challenging. And when you're, as Joyce said, tuned into two realms, more really, in most cases, more than two years. When you're tuning in, it's like you have the ability to perceive what most people cannot. You can see things coming way before they actually manifest in this realm. You can get 
intuition from your guys and spirits of saying when to move, when to be active. And that, in a way, is the magical shift in the way that you move in this world that will be advantage for you in terms of wealth, in terms of shelter, in terms of knowing when it's time to get up and go, knowing when it's time to stay, knowing when it's time to pause and to collect yourself, knowing when it's time to move. <clears throat> Everything that we can possibly do as a healer, we have a guiding light behind us saying when it's time to do something, when it's time to pause. But most times we get nervous, we get anxious, we get excited, we doubt ourselves, and it actually hinders us from stepping up to the blessing, as many Christians would say, that we're supposed to receive. The, the power, the abundancy, the, the faith that is often talked about in Christian um, sects in terms of God blessing you, waiting for your blessing. As healers, the blessing is always around the corner. It's based on our ability to doubt and see like, is that really going to happen? Uh, for example, Joy and I, with our divine union, when we got together, we were we could see how both of us were doubting. Like, do we really just manifest this person? Are we sure? And that same modality will play as a healer. Like, can I really see into people's fields? Can I really see their ancient timelines? Can I really see their ancestors? Is this important? Is this the thing that that somebody would use? But when you think of the sci-fi movies to where the person who has a wealthy individual and they, they need some advice or help with their business, who do they call on the magical supernatural being who can say, oh, you gotta, you gotta shift this, you gotta change this about your life. How much would that person pay typically in that movie? Thousands of thousands of dollars because that person has the ability to move between two realms and see what they cannot. So we stump on our gifts and we short-sighted, not realizing how important, how valuable, how helpful it is to anyone in this realm that is seeing the 3D perception there. Mm. Yes, definitely. That's one of the things that has just really been heartbreaking for me to recognize how not only do we struggle to know that what we are and what we bring is valuable, we also struggle to communicate that to others, to show that to others, which is why there's this shrouded fear about healing, about healers and what we do, that it's easy for people to palace demonic, to think what we are doing is anti-life and anti-God, anti-Christ, but when we know the power of what we bring, right? So I've just seen so many really gifted healers do really impeccable things and no one knows about this and no one is reaching out when they were here to specifically help humanity with those particular issues that they have, right? So yeah, before we wrap up, if you have any questions, we'll get one or two questions. What I wanted you to share on was the, the forecast that you saw about the masculine energy and the divine union, which connects to Venus, the Venus energy from there. Okay, so starting now, but definitely more into 2024. There's a shift and an awakening of the masculine energy the organic, original, divine masculine energy, which deals with the ability for the masculine to be in the emotional realms. Um, most of society is able to accept ma the masculine energy 
as being a warrior, being stoic, being kind of silent and strong and tough and able to endure things for the family, for the sake of everyone else. But what has been missing collectively has been the ability for the masculine to be seen as an emotional being equivalent to the feminine energy. Not the same, but in the sense that the masculine is processing their emotions of fear, anxiety, overwhelm, and still able to come out as a warrior, but they have the space to express their emotions fully the, the way that stereotypically the feminine energy is expected to do, be overwhelmed with energy, to be sad, to cry. So the reason for this is what we have been taught in terms of what the masculine energy is, has been a distorted view that has to a degree created this numbness uh, from the feminine energy when the masculine wants to be vulnerable and say, I'm going through a tough time or I'm, I'm having a difficult day, they're expected to be strong. And there's no space for them to be vulnerable, to express themselves in a space because they're expected to be the tough, strong masculine all the time. And it's not to say that they won't be that, but this is the key for 2024. There are ancient, ancient, ancient beings that are beginning to awaken across the lands. Many of them are men, are hold the masculine energy. And for them to fully awaken into their God power, it requires them to fully explore and embody their emotions. Um, from a mage or magician standpoint, the most powerful thing that we have is our emotions and your ability to alchemize and use them in a way that is proactive and cultivates your spirit. So even when you look at men at war on the battlefield in ancient times, some of the most powerful warriors were the warriors who were fighting for honor, for their country, for the sake of the women and the children. That's an emotional impulse. So imagine if you're able to cultivate a greater intense energy of your emotions, but it's not based on distortions. It's not based on pain. It's not based on vows of silence to where you feel like you can't be emotionally open and truthful and honest about a situation if you're feeling like you're having a difficult day or if something in the family has happened and you really want to open in this way it's supercharging the spiritual energy of the masculine energy and it's also supercharging the feminine energy the feminine energy wants to be emotionally connected with the masculine but most times the feminine energy doesn't realize what that means, what that looks like. In some ways it may be perceived as a masculine being feminine, soft for the, the guy who's scared, but he has to pretend to be tough for the sake of his woman, but has to go in the kitchen and kill the rat. I knew the rat was gonna be dead. <laughs> and has to, to, to be manly and be strong. In the back of his head, he's like, oh, I hope he doesn't bite me or, or jump on me, right? So that type of energy and saving space for that to where the, the man has a space to where he feels like I can say, uh, I'm not 100% comfortable. This is how I feel, but I'm going to do it because I am the man and I'm going to go in there with like a brave face, right? So that energy is not just in relationships, it's universally across the whole collective consciousness, this masculine energy that is seeking more connection. This is part of why the elements of nature, the animal spirits are waking up more because 
the power that is found within the emotional, intimate connection of our spirits, of our soul, of who we really are, is one of our greatest sealed powers that most of us don't access, and we haven't been accessing it as a collective. So any healer that's a practice practitioner healer, the more you can begin to surrender to the masculine energy in your life, it's through your father, it's through your couple, if you're a couple, it's through your spouse or your boyfriend and your girlfriend, just allowing yourself to be vulnerable, to be more emotional, to, to allow the heart to open up more. This is the bigger key is the more the heart opens and the more the feminine and the masculine energy are able to surrender to each other, the greater the impulse, the magnetism will become, the greater we will tune into the ancient codes of the subtleties of nature of the subtleties of spirits of the subtleties of these realms that we haven't explored for many, many lifetimes. So like I said, for 2024, expect the masculine energy, but also the other side is also expect an attack. So some, it will be like this step up for the masculine to be cold and stoic, and it's been like that, but there will be individuals, new boys that come into this world for 2024. They may be more sensitive, more soft, being aware of that and being able to save space for them to where they are allowed to express themselves more, to be more open with their emotions. Um, and even with the younger men of the generation, I'm noticing a pattern to where the, a lot of these younger men, they are more open than the older generation. They are more open to expressing themselves. They are more open to romance and love. They just have to be told that there's a space to be vulnerable and told that there's space to cultivate a healing modality to where they can speak how they feel without feeling judged, without feeling persecuted, without feeling like they're losing their manhood or their masculinity. Yes. Um, yeah. And with that, of course, this then is obviously connecting with the divine union awakening, right? That is still going ongoing and it will continue. Right? More, more healers are going to be getting in divine unions because we have divine union missions, genetic equal missions that have to be done. And um, that's a whole entire initiation, right? Just to so there is invitation for us to heal the masculine wound, particularly because even the energy of 2024 is masculine in nature. It's talking about power, control, right? authority, money. These are very masculine principles right, in our lives. So we are being called to heal the masculine, to connect with the masculine and to expand and anchor and re- shift how we understand what the masculine energy is um, and create a new way of relating right even within our divine union even within our relationship with the yeah with the masculine right yes <clears throat> okay so here's a question for you love how can a man connect with his feminine woman if he can't find that same feminine within himself Feminine energy within himself. Oh, connect with his feminine woman. So it's his partner if he's struggling to find his own feminine. His softness. Okay, so here's a change of words for you. The own feminine within yourself, instead of you perceiving that you have to find something that's feminine, um, it's just how you feel. As men, we often create vows of silence of I'm supposed to be the man, I'm supposed to be tough, I just have to 
go on, even this, if this bothers me, if this irritates me, if I have a feeling where a day my heart feels heavy, instead of me just having the vow to keep that to myself, if you don't have anyone to talk to, begin journaling, recording yourself, speaking your thoughts of how you feel, exploring how you feel. And if you have a partner, asking if she has time to listen to you. Oh, okay. Um, that question was rhetorical. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, just um, asking her if she has time or space to listen to you and just say that you're some things that you want to get out of your chest, some things that you want to discuss. Um, in a safe learning space. Yes. Yes. Okay, great. Yes, we can go more and more, but um, we will end here with the forecast. Hope that you received what you needed to receive today. Uh, we, we wanted to share this because even for us, the energies coming in have been really initiating us and preparing us for this mission that is connected to everything that we've been talking about. And our mission currently, our mission command or the assignment we're working on has a lot to do with the healers. So for those who've been in the community, you may have been hearing me in the last couple of years talking about the healers and talking about how I'm stepping more on working with them. And then I'll kind of go back a little bit because of fear, because I still want to be in service to everyone. But as things are getting very, like, Tierra and also the, the mission is getting Tierra. Um, the anchoring of the work of our Mr. School is now about the healers, but we are creating space for initiation for oracles in particular, or the oracular us for those who are interested in that. And that's what we will be talking mostly about in the coming months, weeks, and so forth. And also, we are creating a sanctum but a holy space for healers, for all of the challenges that healers go through that, that are navigating, because we are interested in supporting the healers in really truly stepping into that mission, but also we are, we are very much aware as the healers ourselves, that there isn't a lot of support structures for us that are available for the different seasons, for the different initiations of our lives that we go through as healers, because our initiation isn't the first initiation we do, is a continuous process. And so for that, we are building a center for healers. We are creating the oracular arts manuals, and we're really interested in like retrieving back the ancient ways, the ancient practices, but of course with the future in mind and like recalibrating and supporting um, the, the mission where healers are, we, I'm calling it the era of expect and well-paid and well-loved healers. But so that mission is coming through. And so it, it's integrating our bodies of work, which is divine union, um, lineage liberation, and the Right. So you can look forward to more transmissions on that. For those who are still interested in a lot of the lineage liberation work, there's tons and tons of videos you can watch in our YouTube. Um, and we will still be speaking about those bodies of work, but we're contextualizing them right to the healer because we realize there isn't, it's not that we're doing this because we realize only that there isn't support systems for healers, but it's because it's our ancient mission 
but we have been doing this for many iterations and that has awakened even more deeper and deeper for us since we've been in union. And so we'll be stepping more into that. Yes, so we'll be stepping more into that. Yes, the year 2024, we are becoming healers who are well paid and we are not stressed. Our nervous system is not bent up because people are not paying us because we are undercharging and no, no more. Yeah. This is the other code of the masculine energy of 2024 is because the masculine energy brings the consciousness and the mastery of building a proper foundation. So when you look at your healing practice or whatever you're cultivating, it's important to access and commune with this masculine energy because it's going to help you create a structural foundation based on the synthesize and process emotions of you really tuning in to what your gifts are, what your skills are, the things that have been disturbing you and creating that stability, right? This is why the energy of the, the woman is like she's emotional and the man brings the stability and calms down. So that's partially true, but it's the ability to create a foundation, to build that foundation while you're shifting through emotion, while you're still building whatever you're figuring out it is. The solid foundation is the most important part. The man who's still able to show up to work every day and put a brick down each day, never miss a day, in the longer span of time, that foundation will still be there once the ideas are further synthesized, once the gifts are further anchored in, once the expansion of really figuring out what your specialty is hits you, you have built that proper foundation by tuning into the emotional spiritual. Yeah. yeah, that's it. This feels complete. Thank you everyone for joining us for this transmission. We're going to bring you more transmissions uh, for the lineage, the divine lineage of oracles, of shamans, of prophets, priests and priestesses, the medicine men and women that are here in service to source God, in service to the Christ and in service to humanity. Bye everyone. Bye.